Yes team, how are we? Welcome back to another episode of the High Performance Coach Podcast. After a few days away in the Pyrenees, uh, which was absolutely amazing, we had a podcast with Ben Hawksworth. If you haven't gone and checked that out, then I highly recommend that you do so. Myself and the captain behind the lens have had 48 hours traveling uh, back to Scotland, and now we've flown over to Belfast as I'm speaking at an event today. And also, I uh, had the absolute pleasure and privilege to be able to catch up with great friend, uh, an incredible content creator, somebody I have so much love for, and somebody who's had such a big influence on me, and somebody that I worked alongside for three years and still continue to to do so uh, because of the sheer value that this guy adds to the world, uh, Mr. Martin Irvine, in his pretty new Loft Studio. Dude, how are you? I'm very, very well. It's good to have you here. Mate, an absolute pleasure. Martin picked us up from the airport and has brought us to his, uh, his new studio, and uh, both myself and Aaron were completely blown away. If you haven't already, go and check it out on Instagram. Go and search either on Martin's page or just the, uh, the Loft Studio Belfast, uh, because just so quirky, so unique. And if you are a business owner or a fitness professional, you absolutely need to get yourself down here for either yourself or your clients, because I think just the uniqueness and the opportunity in here is absolutely amazing so dude I absolutely love what you do with the place who is Martin Irvine uh, Martin Irvine is the founder of originally Martin Irvine photography Martin Irvine productions and now more recently accelerator productions uh, we are a media company that specializes in providing content originally specifically within the fitness industry for coaches to help them scale and grow and attract more of their elite clients. One of our taglines is putting the right clients with the right coaches and the right coaches with the right clients. And we've taken great pride in doing that. More so recently now, we're gonna be stepping out into other areas of business and taking all the experience and the knowledge that we've gained from excelling ourselves within the fitness industry into other businesses and utilizing that experience and all there too. That's class. What do you think from your expertise and experiences, some of the biggest challenges that coaches have with regards to being the right coach for the right client and find the right client for the right coach when it comes to obviously putting out content? I'd say definitely one of the biggest obstacles is probably comparison first. That people move into the industry or get started in the industry and spend too much time looking around themselves. I know that a lot of coaches have said to me that they don't post certain types of content because they see all the other coaches doing it. But the fact of the matter is general population do not follow that many coaches. Coaches follow too many coaches in the terms of it because they're allowing themselves to be distracted, they're allowing themselves to get pulled into comparisons of what other people are doing and everything else. So I would say one of the initial barriers is probably imposter syndrome. They see that someone else has been doing something for a long time and they fear that they'll never get there or they don't have the right to be talking about certain things and everything else. One also barrier is potentially then looking at seeing because the coach has covered something else then you shouldn't. But again, we go back to that idea that the clients that you want to work with necessarily don't follow that many coaches. It's just something they're probably not going to do. So if they started following you, you may be one or two of the coaches they're doing. So making sure that you cover every aspect of where they are is vitally important. And I think one massive thing to bear in mind in the terms of coaches and putting content out, or putting content out there is that you need to go and meet your client where they are. You can't expect them to come to where you are. So in the terms of where you are in your journey and your style of training or your experience and everything else, you can't expect someone just to come in straight off the street and be exactly where you need them to be. So for me, I am a big believer that almost your coaching starts from the moment someone hits the follow button. Because when someone decides that they need a coach in their life, they're probably not ready yet to take the action or take the steps that's going to allow them to get the transformation that they want from themselves. 
So if anything, they're probably not ready for you either in the terms of you, what action you would need them to take. So for me, I believe then that coaching starts from the follow button, that you offer value every single day, that you get people moving along in the terms of it. There's a lot of motivation out there, but with no action, motivation dies out very, very quickly. So you need to position yourself as a problem solver for these people. A problem solver that gets them closer to that point where they are ready to take action and they believe that you are the coach for them. So again, it goes back, the coaching starts from the follow, you lead them on, you nurture them, that could be over a six month period and perhaps a year, but the moment they are ready to take action, you're the person they're gonna reach out to because over that six months or a year, you're the person that's offered them more value than anyone else. When it comes to the content side of things, dude, what are some of the um, characteristics or what are some of the behaviors or some of the things that you feel as though that some of the best coaches in the industry like, really do when it comes to creating content and being able to really connect with their audience on the highest level? Definitely knowing who it is you want to work with. If you're new to the industry and breaking in, you maybe don't have a whole series of results and transformations, but you do have your own journey. You do have your own backstory. And being humble enough to show that you haven't got everything right every single day. Remember that as a coach, you're operating within a community of people that come from uh, a lack of confidence, come from insecurity, and don't really, or a lack of knowing or knowledge. So from you to paint yourself up as a picture of perfection, you are gonna create a massive disconnect. You're gonna create a void between where your client is and where you are by painting this picture of perfection. But by explaining your journey and saying that you have made a lot of mistakes along the way, mistakes you have learned from, and mistakes then your clients no longer have to make because you and they can get to learn from your mistakes and you can expedite that journey because you've already been down that road. Yeah, mate. I think the biggest thing is like your uh, uniqueness is found at the intersection of who you've been and who you're striving to become. And the greatest superpower that you now have is you, the stories, the lessons, the experiences, which now align to why you do what you do, why you built what you built, why you help, why you help, who you help. And then again, really simple, um, a little kind of framework that you can use is like, what did life look like before? What did life look like after? And then what were the strategies, the frameworks, and all the things that you were able to learn and implement that have now allowed you to then build and create the thing, which is absolutely, which is absolutely integral. When it comes to the imagery and the visual side of looking at content, what are some of the key considerations that you now look for whenever you're working with a coach or a, or, or a business owner, uh, when you're trying to obviously amplify and improve the quality of what it is that they're trying to do? For me, it's my role as the first part is to ensure that we provide you with visuals that you feel very comfortable to use. There's no point providing you with a ton of images that you just don't feel comfortable and then they do nothing but sit there in a Dropbox or a G Drive and you never actually get them out there. Two is a case of creating images that directly relate to you, but also to your clients that it's very easy to fall into the trap of almost putting out an exterior vision of yourself, again, like a picture of perfection. Here's me with my top off. I'm in great shape. But as a coach, there's absolutely zero guarantee that just because you've been able to motivate yourself and make the right choices, get into the gym first thing and do all the work that you needed to do and make those right choices, there's no guarantee that you can encourage or motivate someone else to do that. So in the terms of, I'm a big believer in your content as a magnet. What do you post, you attract. And normally you will see a lot of guys that post pictures with their top off every single day, almost they're running like a self-administered fan page. And all they really get is interaction from other guys who like posting pictures with their top off. 
and they wonder why they're not picking up any clients. Now, if you are looking to work for perhaps in the physique market or the bodybuilding market and stuff like that, then that, that is probably one route to go down. But if you are looking to work with general population, I do suggest you create more relatable content. As a PT or a coach, you spend 40 to 50 hours of your week working on fitness, either on a gym floor or working in your office dealing with clients. But the reality is, for any clients that come to you, they're probably only going to commit three to four hours a week on their exercises. So technically, they are not training, they are not working to feel more confident within a gym, they're working to feel more confident outside a gym. And you need to be able to then take your content and make that relatable to them to say these this work that you put in the gym this is how you are going to enjoy it outside the gym with your family in your job with your friends on social nights out and everything else so you need to be able to demonstrate the fact that what you're going to offer to them goes far beyond diet plans and workouts it's about generating the wins away from the scales and away from the mirror, where people really get to take the benefits of what you do with coaching and integrate it into every aspect of their life. Yeah, I think, mate, one thing I picked up on there was like you talk about like, as coaches, we quite often just normalize our norms. Like it's, it's, it's normal for you to be able to get up and go to the gym. It's normal for you to now be able to prep your food. It's normal. And like these are things that just become like the norm. You don't think and or see any differently, but actually what you now don't see depending upon the market you work with is actually, do you know what, for them, that's a really big barrier and that's a really big challenge. And that can actually be quite a big problem that's actually stopping them, which is comes back quite nicely to what you were saying earlier around actually that content being the magnet. And ultimately, as soon as they hit that follow button, it's the trust and the rapport and the relationship you build over a period of time and being able to show that aspirational but also being able to show the like empathetic and vulnerable as well obviously within the content and when, whenever you're looking at obviously trying to display um, the visual with obviously the written mm -hmm. what are some of the key considerations in terms of like the stories that you feel as though the individuals should be sharing I know we just drove in the car and you were able to articulate when you were working with a few coaches like the power of actually being able to think about things that they hadn't even considered in terms of their content. So where are a few places that people could start with respect to that? Uh, I mean, one amazing piece of feedback we get from a lot of coaches we work with is that having a batch of images that we've created for them, they can dip into those images and instantly get an idea for a post. But for me, it's about ensuring that the visual represents who you are and the goals that people want to achieve. So there is only so much you can talk about uh, using an image of you holding a barbell. It's always going to be training related. So lifestyle images out and about, even just in coffee shops. And these don't always have to be professionally created. If you're at the position within your business right now, you don't have the revenue to reinvest back into professional content, you can create these images yourself. So it's just creating relatable content that almost attracts someone's attention. Uh, using certain things like coffee shops, if, you, if coffee is... Uh, a connector, an associate to the people that you work with. If you're looking to move into the corporate area, getting down in and around areas with office, blo office, bleh, excuse me, office blocks and things like that, there is going to create that over straight away. So there's a lot of visual things that you can bring in. If you are, if you're a big lover of the beach, then get down to the beach. If you prefer the woods, the mountains, anything else like that, let people know who you are through it. Because one of the core elements for me on online coaching is not necessarily the plans they receive, it's the accountability they receive. And we will only ever be accountable to the people we know, the people we trust, and the people we respect. And it's your job as a coach then to get you out there to allow the right people for you 
to earn that respect, earn that trust, and, get, and let them to get to know you. Because no one walks up to a stranger in the street and asks them for help. So you have to be responsible for going out and demonstrating who you are to your target demographic and letting them know who you are, to break that barrier down. Because at some point or other, they are gonna have to reach out and ask you for help. And if they feel like they know you, if they feel like they can be accountable to you, them reaching out to ask for help is gonna come a lot sooner. Dude, I love that. Let's shift gears. Martin Irvine Productions to Accelerator Productions. Mm -hmm. How's that shift been? Uh, it's been good. There's been a number of reasons for it. Uh, there was a little apprehension from my part. You know, I'd built this business from myself on my own, but if anything, the business has grown far beyond me. Uh, a number of years ago, I realized that there was a limit to what I could do all by myself. I needed to delegate. I needed to bring other team members on. We wanted, we wanted to add things like video to the productions and stuff and everything else. Uh, changing the name up was a case of multiple different reasons. One was I didn't want to appear that it was a one-man band. And I wanted them for people to, realize, to be able to reach out and know that they had the support and the backing of a team. Two was almost in the terms of the team. I wanted the team to be invested in the vision for the business moving forward. And I didn't want them to feel that they were building up somebody else's name. So for me to come up with a different name that sort of encompassed everything we did. For a long time, our core product has been our social media accelerator product. It has been responsible for gym owners, online coaches, personal trainers, and helping them grow and scale their business, providing them with the necessary visuals they needed to be more uh, present online and on social media. So it just made perfect sense then for us to basically take the accelerator name, turn it and add it into the overall thing. But for me then, it's just been the next evolution of something that, okay, I started on my own eight, nine years ago, but has grown up now to impact far beyond what I can do all by myself. Yeah, man. I think one, one big kind of limiting factor that I, I can use for my own experience is almost like this sunk cost fallacy. It's like I've got this eight to nine years, Martin Irvine Productions. This is what mm -hmm. I've become known for. Um, and this has been the core product that we've now basically um, been able to put to the market. It's so, been so incredibly successful. But then it gets to a point, it's like, am I now playing not to lose or am I now playing to win? And it's almost like I can continue to keep doing what I'm currently doing and everything's okay and everything's you know good and you know it'll probably keep chipping away. Or right now, I actually need to kind of relinquish control, destroy, and then give yourself the opportunity to rebuild and now step into the new so you can now play to win because ultimately, as you've said, the vision is now bigger and greater than just you. Um, and now it's about the collaboration, the team actually feeling connected and feeling like this sense of purpose towards working towards that kind of mission, which has been so integral. When it comes to the team side of things, how has it been for Martin shifting from the guy that's been predominantly behind the lens and front and center to now leading a team and what do you feel as you've had to learn about yourself in order for you to be able to shift roles? Uh, it has seen a lot more pressure uh, in the terms of growth. I, I can put my hand up and say in the terms of the pressure, in the terms of the business and stuff and everything else, life was a lot easier when it was just doing photo shoots and editing off the back of it. Uh, but I knew there was more to it. Those days was always me working maybe 14, 16 hour days. So the reason for growing the team was to bring in added support that I could start to take more time off, delegate out different aspects of the business and stuff and everything else. In doing so, there has been a certain amount of stepping back from that because obviously I couldn't have grown the team uh, while still doing everything else on the side. And it has meant me stepping back from the side of the photography sort of side of things as well. But if anything, now I've used that to sort of recalibrate 
about what I want to do. I still do shoots, I'm getting back out there. The team is all set up. I'm delegating out aspects of the, the business management that I would have done to other people in the team because I am a photographer at heart and I love interacting with clients, offering them value, capturing imagery and things like that. But also then within the last year, we have produced the 365 experience. Originally called a 365 lifestyle shoot, but uh, the clients that were coming over to Belfast, making use of the studio here and everything that we have to offer in Northern Ireland, uh, they started talking more about the experience. They started talking about how they were walking away with more than just imagery, the conversations, the interaction and stuff and everything else. So if anything, then that has been my evolution. I have kind of sort of scaled out of just doing one-off gym shoots and things like that to actually doing this own high ticket offer. So for me, it's, it's a high ticket product for high ticket coaches. And if anything, it allows me to interact and be around people that are operating at a certain level. A certain level then allows me to be able to communicate on the same level as them. Because I think in the terms of business, we don't go into business to just work with anyone. We want to be able to decide who it is we work with. And we want to be able to be around people that communicate on the same level, have the same sort of thoughts and stuff that we do in those conversations. And being able to do that on a day-to-day -day basis, to have coaches flying from South Africa, from Barcelona, from all over the UK, of late has been absolutely incredible. Uh, I mean, one thing that we, as a team will always hold dear is that our strongest asset is not necessarily what we know. It's the network of coaches that we currently work with and the coaches that we have worked with. For example, Joe, I've learned so much from Joe over the last three years and from him and his team as well. We get to incorporate the things that they're doing. We get to trial things, offer suggestions back and forward and then hone and hone and hone and offer more over the terms of that to the people we now work with. Yeah, I, mean, I think as always, it's collaborations, connections and networks. Uh, and ultimately, it's just now being able to have that open mindedness and that opportunity to look at now different perspectives because you think and see so differently in terms of the content creation, the understanding around um, like how can we now best articulate the message through either the visual content or how can we now tell a story that now aligns to actually, do you know what, this is going to land so incredibly well. Where do you think you got that skill from? Uh, I've always been sort of analytical in the terms of sort of exploring, blowing things out, wanting to know how things work and things like that. So it's really, you know, I've almost been detail obsessive over the years. Uh, my therapist of late has said that there is indications that I may have ADHD. Uh, I haven't been clinically diagnosed because I don't think it will actually make a difference. But if anything, I see it as a bit of a superpower. That sort of obsessive nature about detail and things like that, knowing why things are work, why things work, what they are and everything else, to be able to explore levels deeper than anyone else. I think, is, if anything, I've embraced that over the years. And it does give me that extra level. So again, in the terms of when we are doing like a 365 experience, I want to dig deep into who the coach is. I want to find out exactly who they are, what makes them the coach they are, and what sets them apart. I want to be able to then integrate all that information into their visuals to ensure then they get images they're comfortable to use, but also have a massive return on investment and make communicating and connecting with the clients that they want a lot easier. So doing that over so many periods of time and stuff and everything else, I do believe it's almost become a knack.
but also then in terms of the superpower. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I absolutely love, and this was something that one of my university lecturers uh, said, and he's actually no, no, sadly no longer with us, but uh, one thing that he stood that, that said that stood out and like, resonated and always kind of aligns, I think, so much to what you have done over the years since we've worked together. It's like a picture tells a thousand words. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think from what you've just communicated there, it's like, there's, it's not just a photo, it's not just an image. There's the story behind that and the detail behind that is so integral and so often with um, coaches when it comes to obviously creating content, it's like, let me just get something out. Let me just put something up just because they feel as though they have to create content in order for them to stay relevant instead of actually, as always, thinking about like the quality. You're like, why am I now doing this? And uh, one of our coaches said to me recently, he said a different way that I've started to think about things instead of putting myself under so much pressure was if I had to pay a hundred pounds to post a piece of content, mm -hmm. what would I what would I post? Or every single time I had to post a piece of content and it was gonna cost me a hundred pounds, what would I post and would I post it? And it almost just acts as that like kind of like barrier um, for you to now be able to audit yourself a little bit to understand, okay, am I just doing this for doing this sake? Or is it actually an intention behind this content? So if we are to look at content, what are some of the best um, styles and or types of content you think coaches can be putting out right now and at this time of year? Uh, well, just to lead on from what you had mentioned there in the terms of just posting for posting sake. Uh, as a coach, you'll know that you maybe sometimes have worked with clients in the past that will go to the gym just for gym's sake. You know, they may train twice a day in the aspect or their belief that then that will expedite their results. But honestly, a lot of the time, it's the structure and the quality of the training that they do when they do go is what makes the difference in the terms to it. So you as a coach, when it comes to you posting your content, think about, is this post gonna be the equivalent of a good workout today? Is it gonna have the structure? Is it gonna have the things that I need to move me closer to the goal that I want to do? And then think about it in that way of whether it's worth doing or you just going around to go through the standardized movements. In the terms of visuals, video has become very, very prevalent in the last few years. But again, some people are not necessarily comfortable talking in front of the camera, so imagery is still there. When people said that imagery was dead and it's gonna be video, I was a little skeptical because a video, for example, can only be posted once, but an image can be posted multiple different times over and over again. So I always believed it was gonna be a different aspect there. Some people are better at talking on camera, some, better, some people are better at actually writing, so an image then and obviously the copy below comes from it. But I do believe then, as I mentioned before, content is a magnet. In the world of social media right now, a lot of it tends to fall around attention seeking. A lot of people are just seeking external validation and attention. And if anything, fitness is trending. So there's a lot of people going in and just jumping into the fitness world to just get attention on social media. But you as a coach, you offer way more than what they are doing. And this is where you have to differentiate yourself out there. So no matter what the medium is, you must be able to solve a problem. And I'm gonna rattle a few cages here. People knowing how to make Bacon and egg bagels is not a problem. You're not solving any problems by showing someone how to make a bacon and egg bagel. Now I appreciate you're just getting out there and you're trying to do what you can do and show up regularly. But again, if you look at what your clients are, deep dive in. If you have three or four hero clients with you right now, ask them where they were when they first reached out. Ask them what their obstacles were, or even think back to your own. I sometimes recommend that a coach go back and journal your fitness journey. Journal the biggest obstacles you ever faced, the feelings that you did. One thing I see so much is, coaches are afraid to show failed reps. 
If you believe in progressive overload, you know failure is part of the process. We learn more from failure than we do from success. But coaches are afraid the post failed reps. Another PB, another PB, another PB. But where's the feelings? Where's the reps that you didn't make and the ones that you learned from? So taking elements like that and bringing that into your story and showing that you're humble, showing that you can learn, and showing that you are not a ball buster on yourself, that you're not going to be necessarily be a ball buster to your clients either, and you're gonna show an element of, of empathy towards them, I think is incredibly valuable. Yeah, I think, as always, it's just about people buy from people. Yep. Uh, and the more that you can now start to demonstrate who you are, your values, what you enjoy through your visual, content whether that's now going to be video whether that's now going to be through the written word or whether that's now going to be through um, even just audio it's like your ability to now be able to just open up that opportunity for people to now be able to build as much know like love and trust with you over a period of time not just through you know the reps and the sets and the meals that you make but ultimately who you are um, I think is the very cornerstone that sets you apart from everybody else in the marketplace and it's just having that confidence in your own ability that you are enough and people need you exactly as you are mm. today um, and they don't need you necessarily to have more experience more qualifications more you only ever have to be one page ahead from the person that you're now trying to help in order for you to now be able to um, really support them to the best of your capacity and you can do that through your content and as always like i look back on my content from even three months ago and i'm like that was terrible why have i posted that so if you have this thought process that has to be perfect or I have to make sure that everything needs to be articulated so incredibly well. It's almost like you're losing. There is um, so much power in actually just getting started, failing forward and then evolving and iterating obviously as you go and you touched upon obviously the content um, in front of camera side of things. It's like, we still mess up all the time. We'll post bloopers all the time. There's always gonna be um, the periods whereby you're not gonna be able to get your words out, you're not gonna be able to speak, and you're gonna feel maybe a little bit clammy and uh, maybe feel quite uncomfortable. But the only way you're gonna get better at doing these things is by doing it. And being able to show more of you is gonna be the most powerful way to get the right types of clients to you um, and for you to now be able to really own that kind of piece of the marketplace. I think. I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, one other added element to it is if you are a busy coach, if you have a lot of clients and you need to continue to serve those clients, but you still have a requirement then to market towards the future, then you need to be extremely efficient. So for example, what we're doing here, we are literally sitting down, having a half hour conversation, and then you are gonna be able to take that conversation, chop it up into multiple pieces that's gonna allow you to put that out there. So if even in the terms that you just sitting down in front of a camera and talking about your, your journey, your experience, if you need to bring someone else in to help sort of ask the questions to lead that narrative on, then do so and then chop that up and get that out there. I mean, it's a case of, you know, a lot of the times you go in to a workout, for example, you go in the structure, you go in with a plan, you know what you're gonna get from it. Whereas if you just willy-nilly go in, you look around the gym, you use whatever equipment's just available at that time, you're not gonna get any results, you're not gonna move the needle. Or even if it's in terms of even just, if you need imagery and you're gonna do it yourself, go and find a location that has multiple bits of variety in it, multiple different backdrops and things and everything else. Bring a change of clothes, bring multiple changes of clothes, get a ton of photos all on the one day and then that allows you then to have all that banked and ready and ready to go. It was one, uh, one realization I had just last week being on holiday was that it went away. I'm a photographer, I brought my camera, but sitting around a private pool all day, I didn't necessarily have the variety and the scope I wanted to get images. Whereas if I had taken the time to get one of my team members to go out and get me a batch of images beforehand, they'd be ready to go. It would have made my holiday a lot more <laughs> stress-free. I still could have shown up every day and that's it. 
But again, it doesn't necessarily have to be a professional. You could just structure one of these days yourself with a loved one, with a friend, with another coach to go out and just get content of each other that day, have it banked, have it ready to go, and then structure that, schedule that out, and then that allows you to do what it is people pay you to do, and that's coaching. Yeah, mate. I remember when I first reached out to you and I basically said the biggest and the most frustrating thing that I always had was I'd always create content and then I'd scroll from my camera roll and I wouldn't have a clue where to start, what to post because they didn't have any images of me. And then that automatically solved that problem because they were banked and they were ready to rock. And even just being able to be a little bit more strategic is so powerful. We need to close loops because uh, we need to grab a coffee before we uh, go and head to an event. Uh, final piece. What is next for Martin Irvine? Right now, it's going to be growing the 365 experience and establishing it. We have a few other products re-establishing the accelerator product, uh, productions. Now that we have the studio here, we are a lot more confident in attracting coaches to come from all over the UK and further afield to come to Belfast. Uh, Northern Ireland's quite unique in the terms that it has everything that the mainland offers, only in a much closer proximity. So like, for example, we can do the mountains and the beach in the same day. We can have multiple different locations. And really it's just gonna be sort of adding what experience that we have, that we do, and contributing that out to more coaches over the next series of months and stuff. Dude, incredible. It's been absolutely phenomenal to watch your evolution, your growth and your progression, not just personally, but also physically and professionally. And uh, mate, I'm looking forward to seeing so much more of what's to come in the loft and also with Accelerator Productions because uh, dude, you're doing incredible things. So I appreciate you. And I appreciate you for always being there and having my back. Thank you. Dude, beautiful.